Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Wolf Sports Show. This is Dave Chapin. We've hit the NFL playoffs. We'll get to every matchup, but first, some big news around the NFL happened this week. We'll start with the Patriots today, parting ways with legendary head coach Bill Belichick after 24 seasons, which included six Super Bowls, a ton of wins, most playoff wins of all time for Belichick. And it seems like both sides sort of thought it was time to move on. Belichick and owner Robert Kraft had a remarkable partnership for 24 years, 20 with Tom Brady also in the mix, and it's highly unlikely we see a run like that again. And Belichick is going to continue coaching, it sounds like. I think every team with an opening should at least strongly consider him. If you remember back in 2020 when Tom Brady was a free agent, everyone said he was done. Not everyone, but a ton of people, mostly in the media and on Twitter and whatnot, said that he was done. Stunningly, seemed like just a couple of teams were interested in Brady, one of them the Patriots hoping he would come back, I guess, and then the Bucks, and I guess the Chargers, if I remember correctly, were somewhat interested. It seemed like he didn't want to really go on the West Coast. So basically, whatever it was, like two teams were interested in Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time. I know he was up there in age, I guess. Said he wanted to play until he was 45, playing three more seasons. Of course, won a Super Bowl in Tampa Bay his first year there. Changed the culture there and made a lot of people look foolish in the process. A lot of teams that didn't go after him. And it was pretty obvious at the time to me, like Tom Brady's available, you try to sign him. And I'm wondering if the same way happened for Belichick. Also up there in age, I guess. 71, I believe now. People saying he lost it a bit with a down year, very down year for the Patriots. I think definitely due to the offense personnel, which of course he had a hand in. He He's the decision maker there or was the decision maker there. But I think it would be absurd for teams with head coach openings not to want to at least talk to Belichick. And if nothing else, to get some wisdom from him. The greatest coach of all time knows how to build an organization despite struggles in the past few years. So yeah, hopefully people respect what Belichick did. It's not easy to win in the NFL. So who knows, he might not have success at his next stop. But I would bet that he does. And I'm a big Mike McCarthy fan. Relative to people criticize him for unknown reasons. I don't know why he's always under fire. But I would definitely keep an eye on the Cowboys for Belichick. If Dallas doesn't get to at least the NFC Championship game. Or maybe even to the Super Bowl. If they can't get past the Niners in the NFC. Don't want to spend too much time on the coaching. But a pretty stunning move in Seattle. Pete Carroll basically forced out as the head coach. Going to be an advisor for the team. But it sounds like he does want to keep coaching. We'll see if he gets a shot. He's done a fine job the past few years, exceeded expectations, I would say. Gave Geno Smith a shot, made the right call there. At least they ended on a win, exciting win at Arizona last week in Week 18. Couldn't get help to make the playoffs like they did last year. A Super Bowl champion went to another Super Bowl, lost to Belichick and Patriots. Seemed to get the most out of his players, like playing for him. So a hat tip to him if he doesn't get another job. He had a tremendous career, won a national championship at USC as well. And then another... Surprising move, the Titans fired Mike Vrabel after he took him to the playoffs in four of the six seasons there. It's been a tough year and a half for sure. They've sort of fell apart, but I think due to the personnel, which, I mean, trading A.J. Brown, you could see in the draft room, he's like walking around shaking his head, like definitely wasn't fully on board and probably was against it looked like that deal. The moves on the offensive line last offseason under the new general manager, Rand Carthon, didn't work out. In the first year, they struggled there. And I think for him, it was a case of the personnel letting him down. 
The Titans always played hard for him. They at least had a clear identity. Beat the Jaguars last week, played spoiler, kicked the division rival out of the playoffs. So yeah, that was a rough one, and he's another guy that teams with openings should be strongly considering, I think. And I should also mention maybe the most shocking news because the Belichick parting of ways was a certain possibility in New England that last night Alabama head coach Nick Saban retired in the world of college football. A shocker. I would say, I think Deion Sanders tweeted this, that maybe with the way the college game is trending with NIL and instant transfers and everything, maybe not something that all coaches want to deal with and like. Certainly understandable if that is the case. But six national championships for Saban made Alabama the big power in college football since he got there. Have had some of the greatest teams of all time there. A ton of players sent a ton of players to the NFL. A ton of first-round picks. So a lot changing and, and end of an era of sorts in the coaching world. And we'll have some coaching hirings and moves to track as well as executive stuff. However, general manager hirings and moves and everything largely agent driven with agents and media helping each other out and execs with powerful agents are going to be put out there more and a lot are able to hide behind things i guess in other front offices and it's hard to pinpoint a track record for execs so i sort of don't understand when like fans get super excited and say they want a certain guy when they might not really know that much about him and a lot of it is just media hype and everything and also congratulations to jim harbaugh and the michigan wolverines for winning the national championship beating washington remember just a couple of years ago people were saying maybe two three years ago whatever it was people were saying michigan should fire jim harbaugh just think about how crazy that is and i would think there's a good shot he makes a jump to the nfl he's another guy every team should be interested in talking to with the way he's won everywhere he's been and it will be a good time to leave i guess after bringing his alma mater a championship. And one team I'll mention not in playoffs, the Bears. I think losing to the Packers last week. Head coach Matt Eberflus coming back, which I think he earned. But it's an odd spot now. I think after the loss, likely to move on from Justin Fields, despite the upside he showed. So I think going to draft a quarterback at number one, probably Caleb Williams from USC, paired with the head coach that's been there, GM that's been there. It gets kind of funky and odd when... Things aren't synced up sometimes, but we'll see an interesting offseason that Chicago controls a lot of with the first pick in the draft. Now we'll quickly go through every matchup for Super Wildcard Weekend, Saturday through Monday night. First on Saturday, the Browns face the Texans. Houston, a clutch win at Indy last Saturday for D'Amico Ryans and CJ Stroud. Became the first rookie head coach quarterback duo to make the playoffs in their first year. So that's quite an accomplishment. 10-7 and seven regular season for them. I want to say the Colts definitely had a great year as well. First year under Shane Steichen, a head coach. Anthony Richardson just played four games. Very exciting talent at quarterback for them. You got to like the guts Jonathan Taylor showed coming back last week in the loss, despite getting a doubtful tag during the game. And I think people should get off Tyler Goodson's back. Anyone that is strongly criticizing him, that wasn't an easy catch on that fourth down play. It was sort of drifting away from him. He's running full speed in the flat. And Gardner Minshew, as he said, could have put a better ball on Goodson. They just couldn't connect, and it happens at times. No need to be a total hater about it. But Stroud, as he's done all year, probably the rookie of the year, despite Puka Nakua setting rookie records, 
at receiver for the Rams. Stroud stood in there. He drifts in the pocket and just delivers strikes to his receivers. Nico Collins had a big game. Clutch catcher with the middle in traffic late last week, as he did in the college football semifinal last year against Georgia. Uses his legs a little more in a big game. I think he'll probably do that against the tough Browns defense this week. For Cleveland, sort of like a preseason type of game last week. Lost to the Bengals. Didn't really play the starters. Hopefully Joe Flacco didn't lose his rhythm with the way he's been throwing the ball around with great success. On defense, Denzel Ward dealing with an injury from practice. Their top cornerback with strong trio. Hopefully he's ready to play. They won the matchup last month pretty handily. Stroud did not play in that game. And the Browns not quite as good defensively on the road as at home. So it'll be a tall task going on the road to face the Texans to kick off the NFL playoffs. On Saturday night, streaming exclusively on Peacock, so you'll need that to watch this one. The Dolphins face the Chiefs. Miami, another bad end to the season for them, unfortunately. A lot of that due to the injury striking, I think. But bottom line, they lost at home to the Bills last Sunday night. Relinquished the AFC's crown, number two seed. They dropped down to number six and now go to Arrowhead, where it's going to be like well below freezing. Lost Andrew Van Ginkle, Jerome Baker after losing Bradley Chubb the week before, already without Jalen Phillips for a while. So the defense very banged up. Xavier Howard also still hurt with a foot. Jalen Waddle and Raheem Mostert on offense look like they'll be game-time decisions. So the Dolphins totally limping into this one. But if they can get big gains from Devin Achan, electric rookie running back, beyond electric the way he played during his rookie regular season when he was on the field, and maybe some big plays to Tyree Kill, Tua needs to take care of the ball. They might not need to score that many points against the Chiefs, the style play for Kansas City all year and can be the case at home in the playoffs, is to play strong defense. And Patrick Mahomes can still make enough plays when it matters most. Kansas City probably won't run away in this one, but it's going to be a tall task for Miami with how banged up they are to pull off the upset win on the road. Moving to Sunday, three games. First, 1 o'clock, Steelers face the Bills. Buffalo, you had the Josh Allen turnovers last week. The second interception wasn't bad at all. It was fourth down, just throwing it up. It's definitely worth a shot, and I don't know why quarterbacks don't do that more in do-or-die situations like that. But the first interception, miscommunication, the fumble, it was a great play by Christian Wilkins, but that was the worst turnover for Josh Allen last week. People want to harp on him, but he led the NFL in touchdowns, total yards. I think should get very strong MVP consideration. Though he will not, I do not think at all. But he was asked by media about no Bills players being named to the NFL PAL Pro team. And his response was, go Bills. Clearly they have goals of just winning Super Bowl and hopefully silencing the many doubters they've had over the years since Allen got there. Everyone said he was a terrible draft pick. So it'll be fun to watch as they look to go on a Super Bowl run. We have to watch the health of Rasul Douglas at corner. Also Gabe Davis. He might not put up numbers, and despite going games without catching the ball while playing like all the snaps, Gabe Davis is an important guy on offense, can stretch the field, blocks, had four touchdowns in the playoff game before. So, I mean, he typically shows up in big games. They might look to get him healthier for a potential divisional round matchup with his knee injury. On the Steelers' side, they got in after beating the Ravens last week. On Saturday, rainy game. Baltimore didn't play a few key starters. Although Jade Van Clowney, among those that did play and reached a sack incentive in his contract and had a pretty funny celebration. But anyway, the Steelers were able to win again with Mason Rudolph at quarterback. He's done a real nice job 
and it's clear the team believes in him a ton. And they're riding with him right now, 10-point underdogs, and no TJ Watt due to an MCL sprain suffered last week. Thankfully, it wasn't worse than that, but he's going to be out this week. And we've seen throughout Watt's career, a much better team when Watt is on the field, though they'll get Mika Fitzpatrick back at safety. That'll be a boost on the back end. And they'll need big plays from Fitzpatrick. Joey Porter Jr. should be a defensive rookie of the year candidate at corner. They need guys like that to step up. Alex Highsmith off the edge with Watt out. And if they can win the turnover battle, maybe Mike Thomas' team can make this closer than expected. Saturday afternoon, 4.30 Eastern, the Packers go to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. Matt LaFleur did an outstanding job with his team, youngest team in the league. Got Jordan Love to play at a high level for most of the year. And the defense stepped up last week against the Bears, did a nice job there. This will be a tougher task, obviously, facing the Cowboys on the feet at home this year. And now Jair Alexander suffered an injury in practice, looking uncertain for the matchup. That would be a massive loss. I know he suspended a couple of weeks ago against the Vikings, and they fared well there. This will be a different challenge facing the Dallas offense. On the Cowboys side, Mike McCarthy, he's not going to say it or anything but almost has to have extra motivation for the way things ended in Green Bay. Just a totally ridiculous situation where they fired a Super Bowl winning head coach before the end of the season, and just so disrespectful to me. They didn't let him finish the year. It's not like they were a total train wreck. And even if they were, like to fire a coach like that, one of the better coaches in recent memory. So he's the offensive play caller. I'm sure he'll pull out all the stops this week, facing the team he coached to a championship over a decade ago with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. And this defense, led by Micah Parsons, they fly around at home. Tough to keep up with them. Seahawks nearly knocked him off at home on a Thursday game the week after Thanksgiving. Lions, of course, playing close and arguably should have won the game if not for the officiating. Interesting matchup for sure. Rams against Lions. These two teams, of course, completed the Matthew Stafford-Jared Goff trade. Which, again, another storyline, and then you have the Tyreek storyline, which is a little different, but Jared Goff trade away from the Rams. I would think Fields, he could have won a Super Bowl with them as well if he stayed there. I think that's fair to say, personally. This one comes in Detroit, so a return for Matthew Stafford. LA rested starters last week, but Carson Wentz in his first start of the year played pretty well. Led a comeback victory and got them the number six seed for this matchup at Detroit instead of at Dallas. Rams are 6-2. and two. When all their guys, Kyron Williams, Cooper Cup, because they were each hurt at different times, are on the field and healthy. 28.5 points per game, I believe it is. Nearly 400 yards of offense. So this is a challenge for a Lions defense that has been up and down, certainly. Giving up some big plays. Definite shootout potential. And Sam Laporta, star rookie tight end. Looking pretty iffy, probably doubtful, I would say, to play after a knee injury last week. Didn't look good. Thankfully, not super serious. If he plays, he'd be limited, I'm sure. Wearing a brace if he plays. And that's a big loss. Not really being talked about much. Lines are three-point favorites in this one. Expect to be high-scoring. Should be fun. And he's not going to make it about himself. But naturally, there's going to be extra motivation for golf going against his former team like this in a big game in the playoffs. And then finally, Monday night game to end wildcard weekend. The Eagles face the Buccaneers in Tampa. The Bucs are their defense. 9-0 9-0 win against the Panthers last week to secure the NFC South. Otherwise, it would be the Saints playing in this game who were coming along nicely and built some momentum heading in the offseason, perhaps, after blowing out the Falcons last week. 
The offense for the Bucks, though, has been somewhat cold the past two games. They'll need to get going again, maybe if not for this week. Certainly moving forward in the playoffs, the offense is going to need to make some big plays. Balance would be big if they could get Rashad White going on the ground and on like short passes. Also, just matchups with linebackers down the field. He's had success there this year, and that's a spot to exploit potentially against the Eagles. And then get some play action going to Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Kate Otten at tight end. The Eagles are another banged-up team. They're limping in the playoffs both literally and figuratively. 1-5 in, in the past six games after a 10-1 start to the season. Jalen Hurts hurt his middle finger last week, dislocated it, didn't finish the game. Stars were pulled at the Giants. Was a very ugly loss for them. Not the type of performance you want, obviously, heading into the playoffs where you got to suddenly flip the switch now and turn it on. And they just haven't been good the past, really since Thanksgiving, they haven't been a good team. And perhaps even more concerning, because I don't think there's any way Hurts is going to miss this game. Devontae Smith, we got to track his ankle injury. And then A.J. Brown hurt his knee last week. Didn't practice today, from what I saw. I would think they'll both be good to go, but maybe hobbled. And again, the Bucks defense has done some nice things recently. Todd Bowles is an excellent defensive coach. Run defense has stepped up lately, and if they can win in the trenches against an elite offensive line of the Eagles, they'll definitely have a shot to pull off the upset at home where they are three-point underdogs. That'll do it for this week's episode of the Wolf Sports Show. Enjoy all these games. Enjoy Super Wildcard Weekend. Thank you again, and we'll be back next week.